This podcast is a proud member of the Paranormality Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of Stories of Strangeness. Hi. Hi, this is Zoe. Hello. And I'm Mike. Hello. Oh, just to prove that you're going to go lower. <laughs> lower. Oh, law. I can't go any lower than that. I'll say you married me. Um, <laughs> anyway, it is a Zoe episode. It is. So, without further ado do. Take it away. Okay, I'm a little bit worried about this episode, so I want to apologise in advance for my terrible pronunciation to everybody, um, especially you and the listeners. Okay, are you sitting comfortably? Then I shall begin. What is it you think you know about Mononoke? If you're like me and have a passion for Japanese animation, you've probably seen the film Princess Mononoke. It's an epic story of the struggle for power between humans and the gods and goddesses of the forest and nature. But Mononoke is not a name. It's a word the Japanese use for a vengeful supernatural shapeshifter. They can cause disease and suffering. They can possess people and even lead to death. They can also be referred to as yokai. Now, if you're a parent, as we are, or a 10-year-old, almost 10-year-old, as our daughter is, you've probably heard of Yokai Watch, a series where a young boy becomes aware of the yokai around him with the aid of, you guessed it, a watch. The series is actually more accurate than you would think, with these spirits being responsible for anything from rude behaviour, hunger and needing the bathroom, to telling secrets, making you spend money and making you doubt yourself. These days, yokai tend to be less evil, for want of a better word, than their Mononoke counterparts. Yokai are more mischievous, and although they can cause misfortune and harm, they can also bring good fortune and luck. It is an old Japanese belief that all things possess a spirit or essence. This is called animism. With this in mind, it stands to reason that when things happened that couldn't be explained, the yokai, or the object spirits, were the cause. Eventually the stories of yokai became folklore. Folklore led to books and scrolls, and also artwork, with visual representations bringing the stories to life. One of the more well-known yokai is the amphibious kappa. The kappa, whose name comes from the word kawa for river and wappa meaning child, is a small green scaly creature. But don't let its size fool you, they are stronger than an adult human. It has a bowl-like dish on its head. This dish is the source of its power as long as it has water in it. If it dries out or becomes damaged, they will become weak and could potentially die. And that's the reason that they will rarely leave their aquatic home. They can have webbed feet, the shell of a turtle, a beak, and possibly the strangest of all, 
three anuses, which allows them to pass gas three times as much as humans. Cumbersome on land, they are unsurprisingly excellent swimmers, but they also have some more unusual hobbies. Although they are often said to be not very bright, they also enjoy a game called Shogai, which is similar to chess. They enjoy sumo wrestling, and if you stumble upon one and they're in a good mood, they may challenge you to a match. Beware though, the kappa is a trickster, and you may end up wrestling thin air or a random object instead. You do not want to run into a kappa in a bad mood. The wrestle could lead them to dragging you down to a watery death. Or, if you're really unlucky, they may choose to suck out the mythical organ, the Shiri Kodama, out through your anus. So, what do you do if you come face to face with a kappa wanting your butt candy? Well, they are apparently super polite. So if you bow to them, they can't help but bow back, but that means that they spill the water from the bowl in their head. This gives you the choice of making a quick getaway, or if you refill it for them, you gain yourself an eternal Kappa servant. Generally though, they are considered to be quite friendly. They will always honor a debt. They may irrigate crops and land. They have very good medical knowledge and can fix broken bones. Legend says that they actually taught this art to humans originally. And another little fun fact, they love cucumbers. To keep family members safe, you can carve their name into a cucumber and leave it as an offering at the river or pond where a kappa is said to live. And so renowned is their love of cucumber that Japanese sushi made with cucumber is named kapamaki after them. There are quite literally hundreds of yokai. They are spirits, monsters, demons, and everything unworldly. Their aims range from tricking and misleading to possessing, eating you, scaring you. Some want all of the above. I'm going to tell you about another trickster now, the kitsune. Kitsune is the Japanese word for fox. In Japanese yokai folklore, the kitsune is an intelligent entity that has paranormal abilities. These get more powerful as the fox ages. It is also a given that all foxes are shapeshifters and can change into a human whenever they wish. Although generally they are thought of as tricksters, there are stories of them being faithful guardians, friends and partners. It was not unusual for foxes and humans to live together in ancient Japan, and this is more than likely where these beliefs came from. It is believed that as a fox ages, the more tails it will have, until it has nine tails in total. Some folklore says that it will not grow an extra tail until it has lived for 100 years. Once a fox has nine tails, which it should gain at 1,000 years of age, it turns white or golden, and it is said to be able to see and hear anything happening anywhere in the world. This is basically boss level, and it's called a tenko, or heavenly fox. One of the oldest surviving kitsune tales is from AD 545. It tells the story of Ono. He dreamed of having a beautiful wife and eventually he found and married her. Ono's wife and his dog both gave birth at the same time. And the pup grew to hate his wife and was not afraid to show it. She begged her husband to kill it, but he refused. The reason for the dog's hatred was revealed one day when it attacked her and she resumed her fox shape and ran away. 
Somehow, this didn't bother Ono too much, and he called out to her that she was the mother of his son and that he loved her, and she was always welcome to come back, which she did. Every evening, she crept into the house and slept in his arms. It is common knowledge that to turn into a human, a fox must put a reed, a leaf, or a skull over its head. The form it takes is not limited by its own age and gender, and it can also mimic a specific person too. You may be able to tell if the person you're talking to is really a fox though, because even after transforming, some foxy traits may remain. A narrow pointed face, thin eyebrows, high cheekbones, and the possibility you may notice a fox-shaped shadow. But one major giveaway is that the fox does not always lose its tail when it transforms, and if they are careless, you may spot it under their clothes. In addition to transformations, the kitsune skills include the ability to possess people, to create fire and lightning, to enter the dreams of others, flight, invisibility, and the ability to create illusions. There are even tales of kitsune being able to bend time and space, or take the shape of a second moon in the sky. Although being possessed is probably not high on most people's to-do list, there are some benefits of the possession. Supposedly those possessed may speak and write in languages they didn't know before and gain high levels of intelligence. There are some downsides though. Screaming naked through the streets, lying down and frothing at the mouth, or yipping like a fox. Also the inclination to eat so much tofu that you never want to eat it again. Have you ever wondered what gave birth to the stories we tell around the campfire? What happened in our history that caused spooky tales of creatures such as werewolves and ladies in white to be passed down from generation to generation? And more importantly, why are we still so fascinated with the macabre? Listen to Strange Origins everywhere podcasts are available, and join me, Paige Wollstonehume, as I jump down the rabbit hole of a new subject each week and attempt to stitch together the history of all things strange and spooky. So, what would you like to talk about first? A kappa with three buttholes or time-travelling foxes? Well, it's a difficult choice, that one, isn't it, really? It's, 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 close, it's a close call, isn't it? It's yeah. To, I mean, if you want to go in chronological order, we yeah. could talk about the buttholes first. Okay. Because one kind of thought that instantly sprang to mind in my head mm. was that it's got three buttholes, passes three times as much gas as a human. I mean, if that was three times as much as us, that's, that's basically, if it lives in a pond, it's not a pond anymore, it's, it's a jacuzzi. It's a jacuzzi, yeah. Yeah. All I could think of was just like steer clear of the jacuzzi pond. Of the hot springs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so first of all, I'm quite interested to... What was your initial thought when I mentioned Mononoke and yokai? Yeah, that was that was really interesting because I didn't realise Mononoke was a, a word for spirit or yokai. As you say, we're kind of familiar with the concept of yokai through our daughter's watching of the cartoon. I mean, obsessed watching is <clears throat> yeah. putting it mildly. And actually, 
in that every week he meets or kind of encounters these different spirits, you know, convincing his friends to do stupid things or horrible things, etc. Yeah. And he has to kind of figure out a way to to get rid of them. Yeah. And actually, that's quite accurate to what the belief is actually or was. Is, yeah. Obviously, it's it's got a kid's spin on it where it's they're not, you know, yeah. after blood as such. Generally not, no. Generally no. But, you know, like I said, there are. There, there are loads. Yeah. Um, some are obviously more well-known than others. Yeah, of course. But it's also a very broad term because it literally does mean it's monsters, demons, yeah. everything. Gremlins and that kind of thing. Yeah. In something I read about the foxes, they actually commented on them being goblins. Okay. Which I thought was quite interesting. Hmm. So, cappers I was aware of previously. Yeah. Well, I was too. And strangely, yeah. I have a kappa hood on Animal Crossing, ah, which actually has like a little, little patch on the top. Yeah. And I think it was Susie that sent it to me. So mm-hmm. thank you, Susie, for yeah. helping inspire an episode. Yeah. Kappa, I became aware of through reading Usagi Ajimbo, the um, comic about the rabbit bodyguard, yep. Ronin Samurai. And that's actually, I, I keep saying to you, you should read that because it's very good for Japanese folklore and that kind of thing. So it's quite interesting. Kitsune, I knew as soon as you said the word, I knew that's the Japanese word for fox. Yeah. And there's been quite a few kind of video games that have had some kind of kitsune related thing so they're very very popular league of legends has ari the fox spirit who has she has nine white tails yeah and is is supposed to be a fox spirit yeah i'm trying to think of any others off the top of my head but i can't think of any at the minute but there's been anime that have had people in with fox masks and things like that and they are quite revered in japanese they, they are culture. very much so because when they get up to their their high level it, yeah. they are called either heavenly or celestial. celestial yeah and with the possession thing i didn't put this in but i was like oh that's funny this is, if they're going to possess somebody yeah you know generally they possess young beautiful women they enter under their fingernails or Oof. through their breasts Okay, neither of those were what I thought you were going to say. No, I was like, well, it, it, is that a convenient entrance? And that just kind of yeah. made me go, Bleh. Yeah, that's... It's a bit weird. Weird. But hmm. I didn't know that cappers had three butts. That but, was uh, new information. But, but, I knew holes. about the Not three butts, just but three buttholes. Right, okay. Yeah, of course. Three butts would be ridiculous. I did know about the thing on the top of the head with the water. and Yes, yeah, so I knew out, about that as well. Yeah, you can kind of take advantage of the situation or defeat a kappa. And I knew they lived in rivers and things like that as well and ponds. But yeah, most of the other stuff was, was completely new so, to yeah, me. So yeah, I, I do want to go back to that. I'm not going to go back to the three anuses, which I could not say initially. It took me about 20 minutes to it say did, it without laughing. Yeah. I would like to go back to the Shirikodama. Right. Which is a, no one can really say for definite what they believe this is, but the Kappa want it. Right. And it is either described as a, a mythical organ yeah. or it's your soul made solid. Right. But it's like okay. a glowing ball. And I saw a lovely, very old Japanese picture and it's called How to Catch a Kappa. And there is a Japanese man hanging his butt yeah. over a bridge and basically like mooning right. at the river. Yeah. And that's basically him fishing for a kappa, which I was just amazed by, quite frankly. Yeah. It was a really, it was very surprising to see that kind of really old Japanese style of art with a big butt on it. Yeah, it's not what you really expect to see, to be honest. But yeah, interesting that the the tree spirits in Spirited Away are called Kadama. 
Yes. As well. Well, I'm guessing it just that means spirit, doesn't it? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, it could it could kind of lead to a very different rewatching of of Princess Mononoke because the idea is she's a young human woman that's brought up by wolf gods. Yeah, she's got a well, wolf goddess. Wolf goddess mother. Yeah. And but her name what if is it's not? Moro. What if what if it's a, a girl that is a spirit and no, she, a well, she, no, she she's not. She is she's well, a human girl. I know what that she's she, that's what she's portrayed it's, as. It's a revenge thing as well. So right. it's a vengeful spirit. So Princess Mononoke, she wants revenge against the humans yeah. for destroying the for forest. destroying the forest, yeah. Because she hates all humans, even though she is a human. And even though she kind of accepts Ashitaka, she still doesn't go with him at the end. She yeah. stays in the in the forest with the, with the wolves. But that really does show the kind of Mononoke kind of essence because a lot of the older nature spirits get taken over by these the the vengeful rage which yeah. is, is kind of what like the that, boar and yeah, yeah and and the like the anger that's the anger and i think that's kind of mononoke so yeah it did make me think my goodness i, I need to kind of re-watch this from a slightly different perspective yeah definitely yeah i quite like the idea of wrestling a kappa though I thought that'd be quite comical. Yeah. I've, if you ended up like wrestling a random object. A statue or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't that, know. Yeah. Like, they just grab like, you know, a tree stump or anything. You're like, come on, let's go. Ooh, oh, what? Yeah. And they're just like, hee, 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 hee. There was another thing you mentioned as well. Was it the Tenko? That was once a kitsune is 1,000 years old. Yeah. And it gains its ninth tail. Yeah. And it turns white or golden. That's when it becomes all powerful. It can see and hear all around the world. Yeah. And it becomes what is called a tenko, which means celestial or heavenly. Yeah. So in the 80s, there was a TV series called Tenko. And it was about English and Australian women that were prisoners of war in Japanese prisoner camps. Interesting. I wonder yeah. what. wonder what the connection is. But yeah, as soon as you said that, that rang a bell. I was like, Tenko? That was that was like an old TV series or something. So I looked mm. it up and yeah. it, it was, yeah. It was a TV series in the 80s. Yeah, I, I don't think it's linked to uh, Heavenly Foxes. Well, you don't know because, I mean, if it's set in a Japanese internment camp, then it, it could be that there's some part of the Japanese cultures involved in the series. I don't know. Or it could just be someone randomly went, oh, let's find a random Japanese word to call this. Yeah, generally that doesn't happen as often as you think. <laughs> So look, yeah. After the Japanese invasion of Singapore in February 1942, a group of British, Dutch and Australian women are held in a Japanese internment camp on a Japanese-occupied island between Singapore and Australia. It was based on real-life experiences, apparently. Hmm. Anyway, back to the subject at hand. One thing that I did notice hmm. is it says that to become a human, the fox must put a reed, a leaf or a skull over its head. And I just want to take you back to an episode of Yokai Watch, right? Where Komajiro, I believe, right. like the, you know the little cat spirit yeah. that really likes ice cream, wants to reveal himself. Actually, no, he kind of falls in love with a human, so he puts a little leaf on his head, yeah, and he becomes a human. And then to reveal himself to her, he pulls it off, takes the leaf off, yeah. turns back into the Yokai spirit. She sees him and is like, "Oh my goodness." And there's another episode where they're going to like a club or something, him and his brother. Yeah. And they've both got, when we see them, we just see them as them with their little leaves on their head. 
Right. Oh, yeah, leaves, yeah. Leaves. But everyone else just assumes they're human. Right. And although they're not foxes, it's kind of a similar sort of thing. Chubby, yeah. cat-like kind of creatures. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so you know, someone somewhere that knows all of this folklore, and are just making it in a kind of more accessible way to a, a younger generation. Yeah. Which yeah. I kind of like. Yeah, it's interesting. It'd be like if they did an animated series of the Grimm's fairy tales or Hans Christian Andersen now kind of thing, in a way. But like the original, the original proper tales. Ones, yeah. yeah, that would probably... You know, the Little Mermaid yeah. one where she bites the head off the prince or whatever it is she does. She, well, she has to walk on... Like, it feels like she's walking on broken glass. She doesn't actually end up with him. She dies. Um, real, and it's real happy tale. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> I think it's more of a tale of like, you know, the grass is always greener. Yes, the possession thing. They were saying that, yes, when, when you're possessed by a fox, mm-hmm. they love tofu. Yeah. And they make, make you eat loads and loads of tofu. There are a couple of other foods on the list, but they were, were Japanese-based, and I didn't know what they were. But mm. I thought it was quite strange that they like tofu. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, you know, it's a Japanese tradition. It's Japanese folklore. They're going to like Japanese food. Well, yes, yes, exactly. But um, I would have thought that... Tofu is quite in japan so but but why not chicken because japanese people don't tend to eat a lot of chicken okay or pork. traditionally never used to yeah but you've got to think these were things that were being made up hundreds and hundreds of years so. that ago is true 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 where there wasn't a kfc on every corner and that kind of thing and the traditional was... japanese diet is mostly vegetables rice mm-hmm. pickles and fish they didn't eat much meat this is true but yes, it did say that many people who were supposedly possessed by a fox would never want to eat tofu again, which that's, I found. That's terrible for me because I really like tofu. I mean, the possession for me would be bad because I don't like tofu. Yeah. You'd just be like, yes, an excuse. Yes, it's the fox that's making me eat it. Honest. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Pass the soy sauce. Yeah. You know. That sounds pretty good, actually. Where do I sign up for this? Yeah, but knowing your luck, you'll get the screaming, running, naked down the street oh i've had that it's not that bad but also actually you could actually be a fox because one of the kind of other things to look out for is an overly hairy body oh dear have you got a tail not on me (laughs) also the fact that i've got quite a gingery beard doesn't doesn't do much to deter from this rumor (laughs) oh no you're more likely to be a badger love yes but well these days yeah yeah the beard's definitely going a bit kind of uh Badger-esque. I would say salt and pepper, but yeah, it's slightly more salty than peppery these days. Not that I have. Room I've to always speak. been more salty, really. Salty. <laughs> Time traveling foxes. Yeah. Do you think they could be mates with Bigfoot? Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Unless, <gasps> what if Bigfoot is actually a big a, fox? A big fox illusion. Because apparently their illusions are incredibly realistic and completely convincing. It's three foxes sitting on each other's shoulders. That's it. There yeah. you go. That's what it is. One one for lookout, one to pedal, and pedal. the third one... Well, one to work the walk. controls. Whatever. <laughs> the pedals. <laughs> yeah. And then the one in the middle, moral support. I don't know. Yes, holds it all together. Yeah. But yes, I like that. I was like, that came at me from a bit of a, you know, like... A bit left field, yeah. yeah. just... Just out of nowhere. Oh yeah, they can they can either possess you or morph into you, but they also travel in time and space. I'm like, so uh, if one possessed you, could they make you travel in time? 
Maybe. Oh, I don't know where I'd want to and go. And go back and eat all of the tofu again. I think, I think I'd, more than anywhere else in history, I'd probably want to go and see how the pyramids were built. And then you'd see you Bigfoot. Know, see exactly how going, it was what done. What are you doing here? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Bigfoot Junior. Yeah, I think I think then there's probably loads of places in history I'd like to go. To be fair, but I I do wonder how easy it would be to be a time traveller because you would have to affect the syntax and speech and idioms of the time, which I think would be very difficult. Well, I can tell you that I'm going nowhere near the 15th and 16th century. Yeah, no. Because I would be a witch. Yeah. And the 13th is out because of the plague, I think it was. So we avoid those. So basically, once you've gone through and crossed out all of like the major plagues, yeah, that would probably mean we don't want to come back here. Yeah, true. I mean, if they could time travel forward, maybe they could time travel forward to after COVID's been completely defeated. And then you could see what society's like then. You There'd know. be like three people on a boat in the middle of nowhere. It'd be like the, like the end of a zombie film. Yeah. Going, really, is this it? Yeah. Well, it could either it could either be that or it could be that, I mean, hope against hope, but I doubt this is going to be the case, is that people become more responsible, realise <laughs> that, you know... You know that they weren't more responsible terrible. during a pandemic, so why on earth would they be more responsible after a pandemic, Look, just let love? me dream, will you, all right? Hold on, is that a fox in your dreams? Or are you Might just pleased to see me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, creating fire and lightning. Handy. Flight and invisibility. There could be one right here, right now, and we wouldn't know. Flying around the room. Yeah, I know. Not not a clue. If there's a bolt of lightning hits the table out of the blue, we know what's going on. Madness. Indoor lightning. It's the new thing. Like St Elmo's fire. It was interesting to research, but there's a lot of information yeah. in how different yokai were perceived in different eras, because I think a lot right. like you know comparing them to kind of English folklore... Obviously, when they start out, yeah. it is they are used to explain things that are unexplainable. Yeah. But they seem to have held on and still have more of a place in Japanese culture than folklore does in England. And I don't know if that's because the Japanese seem to have more of, like respect for past culture than we do or, or not. Oh, there was one that I was just like, this guy is weird. So... Japanese traditionally have a cupboard, which ne the name I cannot remember, and I apologise, a cupboard in their house, which is like their, their home shrine. And it is treated as a kind of an entrance to the spirit world. Right. Yeah. And it would have all of their like family members yeah. in the shrine and, and all kinds of little bits and bobs. and Kind of similar to the ofrenda that Mexican The Mexican, have, yeah. yeah. And on special occasions... It's treated as almost like a member of the family and, and you give like little little presents and bits and bobs to it. Yeah. It can only be opened during the day. At right. sunset, it has to be closed. It can't be open at night because it is the entrance to the spirit world. Yeah, and monsters will come through. If you leave it open, there is a yokai that comes out Yeah, and it is a sight to behold. Right. So it is a humanoid top. Yeah. With a fish-like bottom, so almost like a mermaid. Yeah. But it's like a grey-black colour. Mm. And one thing that's very noticeable about it is that both of its eyeballs are hanging out of the socket. That's unfortunate. And it just flaps about and basically just terrorises the family. Yeah. And slaps people in the face with its tail. 
all right, fair um, enough. Yeah, but it okay. only does this until sunrise because obviously it can only be out at night. Yeah. So if you leave the cupboard open after sunset, that's what comes out. But if you do want to protect yourself, you can just line of salt. Right, okay. Because it can't cross a line of salt. See, I've but, always been curious about this line of salt thing. I wonder where it came from. Salt's supposed to be very pure, isn't it? And I think it comes yeah. from that whole... And it, you, people it kills used to germs, use it, use doesn't it? to it? cure beef and, you know, used to salt beef to preserve it over the winter and things like that. I'm not so sure I wonder that, if it's something to do with that kind of... I was thinking more along the whole... Because, like, a line of salt... That comes more from like keeping like ghosts and demons and things yeah, away, like from one way to another. So it's a predominantly Christian idea. And I don't know if it's got anything to do with, do you remember like the pillars of salt? Like Lot's wife. I mean, salt, it's always been seen as a purifier. Well, it's something well, that, you know, you can't really, well, you can get dirty salt, but you can't get dirty salt because even if it's dirty, it still kind of cleans. I'll remind you of that next time there's a big snow and I'll say, nip outside and sivers some salt out of the slush because it can't be dirty. Why would you sieve salt out of the slush? Because we need salt. You don't get salt from snow. You do when there's grit has been around and they've poured salt all over the road. Yeah, but that's grit. No, well, they use salt in some places. It's mostly chemical now, I think. Mm, well, whatever. We've got we've got some table salt in the cupboard, love. It's okay. We don't need to okay, go like. Well, I'll you know, pour that in the snow, and then you can go and retrieve it. <laughs> Just boil it up, and you'd be left with the salt. So you were saying about the animus, anima, anima. I can't remember what you called it now, but the the belief that everything has a spirit. Animism. So one of the major religions in Japan, even to this day, is Shinto. Yes. Which. You know, there's parts of Japan that are Buddhist, there's parts of Japan that are other religions like Christianity, but Shinto is a, a very traditional religion. And yeah. Shinto is why they have the Tori gates and why they have the shrines and things like that because of the belief in spirits. And obviously that's where things like Spirited Away, the ideas from that came from and that yeah. kind of thing. There was a thing that I was reading literally just the other day on the news saying that modern science now thinks that almost every object has some rudimentary form of consciousness. And that's backed by research. And the idea being that, you know, a rock has a very kind of low level of consciousness and a human has a very high level of consciousness where we're self-aware and that kind of thing. But it's interesting to me that a lot of the old traditions from people that have very long traditions of culture, like the Japanese, like the Chinese, and various other peoples around the world, science is kind of coming around and going, well, actually... They're not far off. They're not far off, yeah. But do you not think it's a little odd? So you're saying like Shinto, that's a, that's an old religion. Yeah. It's before Christianity came here and we didn't actually have a specific religion, yeah, we worshipped kind of more earth spirits and believed in balance and respected nature and yeah. creatures and living things. Yeah. So And and like the Native Americans who would pray to the buffalo when yeah. they killed it to say thank you to for say their thank sacrifice you. Exactly. and that kind of thing. It's that respect. Yeah. So not that I'm not gonna bash the Christians. But it almost seems that... That seemed to move us away from yeah, that kind it, of reverence of the natural world exactly. in a lot of ways. Whether um, intentional or not. Because 
we then stopped believing in the spirit of things and had yeah. to believe in this spirit that was the spirit was of everything something, kind of thing. yeah that yeah so rather than you know respect the tree for being a tree you would respect the tree because it was created by god yeah which kind of takes that personal link yeah away well, yeah absolutely it does yeah so so it's interesting that you sort of say that and go, actually, mm. if all living things are kind of aware and and non-living things also, yeah, is it all natural things or is it all things? As far as I know, it's supposed to be kind of all naturally made things. Like you wouldn't expect a block of plastic to have any kind of consciousness, really. A stone that but a stone has, might, yeah. has almost evolved, hasn't it, yeah, really? over time. But then do, yeah. do we now need to argue that a wooden table, it's not a tree anymore? No. But does yeah. it know it's not a tree? It's the it's the ship of Theseus all over again, isn't it? Oh really? my goodness, we have gone yeah, yes from one division, but yeah, that's a very old thought experiment. Or do you know the very old thought experiment? If I've got a broom mm. and I've replaced the head of it yeah. four times and the shaft of it five times, yeah, is it still the same broom? Yeah. Because it's lasted me for 20 years. Isn't that the joke from Only Fools and Horses? You got it. Trigger has the, <laughs> so basic, it a mop? It's a, it is a, he's like, oh, it's my trusty mop. I've had it I've for had like it for 20, 20 years. years. And it's like, oh, it's only had this. five times. Yeah. But that is essentially the, the same thing. The ship of thesis. Thing. Yeah, it absolutely so it's, is It's a very thing. clever comedy yeah. thing. So like looking at it now, you're like, well, hang it's, on a minute. It's they a very good way of, of basically geniuses. bringing philosophy to the masses in a way. Yep. Because yeah. it made me think, because yeah. it is kind of like, well, it's still yours. You own it, so it's your mop. Yeah. And you're replacing the bits that... But Because the other thing they didn't really go into in WandaVision, the whole point of the Ship of Theseus is, yes, if you've replaced every piece of it, is it still the same ship? And then there was the follow-on where the Vision said, oh, and then actually if you take all the old planks and restore them and put them back together, is that the Ship of Theseus? Then you but have there's two. also the the further idea that okay, so you have the ship of Theseus, yeah, and then you replace one plank. Is that the ship of Theseus? Because it's not the original anymore, is it? Because there's a piece that's different. Is it? Is it one point one, one point two, one point three? But obviously, this leads into things like you know, human beings shed their entire top layer of skin about every thirty days, yeah, and our entire skeletal structure is replaced is every seven, 10 years. I thought it was seven years. because think then, but, it's 10 years. But, but then that's just saying there. that even though we are... So every decade you are of, not the same person... Exactly. ...that you once were, give or take. But I guess for human beings there's an internal narrative that plays out mm. because that's ongoing. We think of ourselves as being the same person. But if you think how much you change the person through the years, yeah. I'm not the same person inside as I was... Yeah. 20 years or ago. outside or outside <laughs> very much outside i'm like twice the person outside than i was so there is literally ago. only the continuation of your narrative yeah my that, consciousness yeah that says you are who you are not so even else. that like even say like even the consciousness well is, your ideas change but your perception of the world around you remains constant whenever you're awake yeah you are you but there are who other thought experiments about you know, 
if you went to sleep yeah and you were replaced in the night by another kind of flesh and blood android that was yeah. programmed with all of your memories is that you why not if it behaves exactly like you has all your memories is made of flesh and blood. I'd hope you'd bloody notice, So a minute love. ago, well, this is, no, but this is the thought experiment, isn't it? It's like the ones they did in The Good Place and things like that. They did lots of thought experiments, well, but it's okay, like saying, so, so... If there's a complete copy of me, yeah, it depends on if that copy knows it's a copy or not. If it doesn't know it's a copy, then it's essentially that person that it thinks it is, the same as I think I am me. Yeah. It is that I think, therefore I am yeah. kind of statement. Yeah. Which but, is basically the plot of Blade Runner. But I'm still in here. So even if there's someone in there that believes they're me and has my memories, they're still a separate entity. Yeah. We're not linked. Our minds aren't linked. So we're not the same person, even though we look the same and have the same memories. Because then, from that point onwards, our perception of everything will be different because we're not going to be in the same place at the same time. Okay, so then... Our experience I, if, makes us who we are. So say, all right, here's another thought experiment then. So say you die yeah, and I take DNA and your skeleton. That's a Black Mirror episode, isn't and it? And then grow flesh to go over the skeleton and organs and all the rest of it. Yeah. And imbue that with your memories. Is that you? You know, it's, it's, it's the ship of okay, Theseus so, again. But again, in the Black Mirror episode, that's what they do, isn't it? Do you remember the one where she, she ends up having to put him in the loft? Because although he believes he is him, he's not. He he. Well, no, he, the, he is it the one where a boyfriend dies? It's Haley Atwell, isn't it? And her boyfriend dies, and then she it, orders like a replacement. Yeah. Because she can't cope. And then she realizes that even though it is him to every nth of a degree, she knows it's, it's not, not the him, so it's yeah. her that has the issue, not him. Yeah. And I think they keep him in the loft, or, or he he has his own room. But I think they had a daughter or something. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yay, that bit. She daddy a little bit. Yeah. But then it's like, she's just like, well, but it's still not, it's not him. Yeah. So then that's the person who's perceiving it that's the issue. We were watching Astro Boy with our daughter a little while back, and that's basically the same story where a scientist loses his son and creates a perfect robot replica that thinks it's the boy. Yeah, he doesn't realise he's a robot, Um, does he? No, uh, not at first. And then it becomes, he becomes aware of it sort of thing at which point i guess he's free to become his own person mm-hmm. but yeah it's, but it's the doctor does he, got, he gets rid of him doesn't he because he can't yeah he can't it. cope with having the grief of seeing his son all the time but it not being his son yeah which is again you're you're kind of going back almost to frankenstein territory there as well where you're kind of creating a facsimile of a human being but no matter what you try, it's never it's the, the real right. thing kind of thing. Yeah. yeah so yeah back to Mer- linkedin nicely back to mary shelley there which, if you haven't listened, there's already, there's an episode of that that Zoe did. I don't know. I don't think I've got anything else now. I'm I'm kind of out you, of shit. I'm sorry. It's a red letter day, folks. Mike is out of shit. I'm out of shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's no more shit to give. <laughs> <laughs> there's a comedian I really like called Doug Stanhope, who is very close to the knuckle. If you ever want to listen to him, so just be warned. But there's a bit he does where he just says, "I think I might be out of shit." He's like, not not right now, not tonight. You know, I'm going to be able to finish the show. But in the long term, I think I might be out of shit. And he says, you know, when you hear about, like, people who've joined the 27 Club or, like, celebrities that die young, people always go, oh, it's such a shame. And he goes on about Jimi Hendrix and he says, the thing is, how do you know? How do you know it's a shame they died? 
maybe they died at the peak of their abilities, and if they'd have lived, they'd have just got spiralled and gone downhill. Yeah, look at the amount of like people in music or just you know famous people who they peak in their sort of twenties, maybe yeah. early thirties, and then suddenly they disappear, and we never hear of them again because they're out of favour for whatever reason. Yeah. And he, he mentions a, an example of, like, if Jimi Hendrix had lived, how do you know he wouldn't have just ended up doing, you know, beer commercials with Elton John or something like that? It's like, you know, your your hero that you, you thought was amazing back in the 60s decides to sell out and go corporate and suddenly he's pushing Pepsi at you and stuff. And it's like you're going, oh, my God, this is this is awful. It's like you, you don't know. You, you can't say one way or the other whether yeah. anybody's out of shit at any point. Exactly. <laughs> It's, yes, it, I mean, it's obviously it's it's very sad mm. and horrible, unfortunate when these things happen. But yeah, you don't know what the future holds, and all the whole what ifs, what ifs. Yeah, well, there are plenty of people who are alive that haven't or have taken advantage of being alive. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to that butthole extravaganza, anus. Yeah. See, look at me. Three anuses, which it uses to fart. Trainus. Triple anus. Triple anus. Yeah. So, if you have enjoyed this episode, then you can... Send something. us loads of money. <laughs> I'm going to start Just that up. Send us a check. Leave it blank. We'll fill it in. But what's the top, the most you can put onto a blank check? In the UK, 20 grand. Which is enough. Be a nice yeah. holiday, wouldn't It'll it? Tide us over for a couple of weeks and keep us in biscuits. Mm, 20 grand's worth of biscuits. <laughs> swimming pool full of biscuits. A swimming pool full of chocolate chip hobnobs. So, if you have a strange story you would like to tell us, you can send us an email at storiesofstrangeness at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us, a little mild stalking, you can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash stories of strangeness. It's very musical off. Thanks. Okay, yeah, we have a, a page and a group on there. Yep. You can find us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash stories of strangeness. Oh, God, he's really going for it tonight. You can find us on Twitter. At so strange pod. And if you have missed any of that information, you can head to our website where you will find it all and more. Yep. www.storiesofstrangeness.com Yep, there's all sorts of stuff on there. If you would like some show merch, whether it be our amazing logo by Mike. Hello. Or one of our random little doodles that we've done to go with the random episodes, which I'm sorry, I am still quite behind on. You can find us at Redbubble. It's Zoe and Mike, all one word. And yep. there's some random bits and bobs on there. You can plaster it all over your house, all over your face, whatever you want. There'll be a link in the show notes. And finally, if you would like to help us out, you can become a Patreon subscriber. So there are two tiers. The first tier is... One pound a month. And that is just a lovely thank you from you to us. It helps us with basic running costs. Yep. We will obviously give you a shout out and our undying gratitude. Hello there. <laughs> and maybe you could take Mike out once we're allowed. She means like for a meal, not with a, like a rifle. But I don't, I don't know. That, that could be a flip a coin moment. I mean, he has got life insurance. Anyway, you didn't hear that. The second tier is... £3 a month. And for £3 a month, you get... Outtakes, time-lapse art videos. But most importantly, 
minisodes, which are little episode nuggets of goodness, random as is expected, sometimes chewy, sometimes yep. crunchy. Mm. Yeah, we had yeah. a good crunchy one a little while ago yes. with a nougat centre. So, you know. Nougat, not nugget. Well, something New- like nougat? that. I always nougat? Nougat. 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 I used to pronounce it nougat. I have nugget. no idea. It's regional, isn't it? Who cares? I love it. Yeah, so you can help support us in that way, and that way we get to keep doing shows for you, which is fun and we enjoy. We do. Yes. So, your fun fact for today is an armadillo's shell is actually bulletproof. Wow. And here is a lovely little nugget of truth. One Texas man was hospitalised when a bullet he shot at an armadillo ricocheted off the animal and hit him in the jaw. And on that note, I think we're going to piss off now. Well, I'm probably going to stay here. I'm just going to turn the mic off. Okay. I might move over a bit because this is your spot. Okay, that's fine. All right, we'll do that. Yeah. All right then. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.